I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now, for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans. It's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and Butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. All right, welcome everybody. It's go time. This is the Super Bowl reaction show, I guess, on on this lovely Monday. We have Patsy, the angry nerd from the Lotta Sports Show, and James 
from It's Go Time. So, and obviously I'm here. I would hope, I would hope I'd be on my show. Yeah. <laughs> You're on today. Yeah, I don't know about going forward, but. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, course, I'm just happy with Patrick on. We've been advertising Patrick for like a month now. I know. Maybe. I finally, finally got in. I'm glad to be here. And, uh, you know, we were having a little bit of a conversation off air, but uh, I'm eager to continue it on air as well. Okay, let's let's get into it. I don't know where you guys were. My my headphones were malfunctioning. I, it's okay. So, <laughs> so. as it, if you guys are tuning in this, you probably watched the big game on Sunday, which was Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. And shocker to all shockers, the home team, the Buccaneers, won the Super Bowl thirty-one to nine. The Buccaneers defense, which Jay said would step up in this game last week, did so, and they are the one held. They didn't. They did not let the the Chiefs score a single touchdown. Uh, but we'll get into a little bit of details. But what's your initial reactions of the game, of the Super Bowl, and of the outcome? Go ahead. All right, I'll go, go first. Uh, I was uh, kind of shocked that uh, they didn't score a single touchdown uh, in Kansas City. They did a great job containing Mahomes, uh, even though he's shown that he can make pretty much every throw, as evidenced by that you know, completely horizontal like Base. launch downfield that he did. Still did it in the game a couple times, which is which was pretty amazing. Yeah, he ran a lot. Uh, I saw a stat that said they forced him to scramble for 498 yards before he threw the football uh, <laughs> in total, which is insanity. Um, there is. Uh, uh, I know he's what is a, the guy that's with a, that's a, uh, that's a great next toe. gen next gen stat right oh. there. <laughs> I know he's and, and uh, all of that is with the turf toe. Like he has to have surgery in his foot yeah. in the off season. And a lot of people uh, are like, oh, turf toe, that's not a big deal. But if you've ever broken a toe, like especially your big toe, mm. and you try to walk around on that, it's like, oh, all that stuff is connected. This is very painful. Um, you know, so I, I applaud his, uh, his ability to get out there and, and do what he did. I think it definitely hurt him losing his left tackle. Uh, in the, the Buffalo game, uh, I definitely think he might have been still suffering some lingering effects from the Cleveland game, even though he didn't really show it against Buffalo. But uh, Todd Bowles' defense, they were all, all over these guys. Uh, they shut down Tyreek. Uh, they gave they gave Kelsey pretty much whatever he wanted, you know, as far as short yardage. But, yeah, they did. They, they couldn't do anything. And... Kansas City's defense looked like they just didn't feel like showing up. Uh, I thought it was going to well, be. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I took the over in this game. I thought it was going to be a shootout. I'm like the over is 55. Like Kansas City could score 55. Like you know it's nuts. Like I I, I was very shocked by this result. Well, yeah, and 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 that's the way it breaks it down to is uh, it just didn't look like Kansas City showed up to play. Um, and it looks like when they started clicking after halftime, you know, they just were not completing the passes or they would just get to third, you know, Mahomes didn't complete a third down conversion pass to the f- middle of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like they kept them in third and long, you know, and they just kept get defense on the field, which towards the at halftime, they were self-destructing, you know, Tyron Matthew going off being on his players on the Tampa Bay t- players, you know, it was just getting them like, what team is this? 
you know, they got, you, they you're got not worked. acting like they got oh, yeah, worked. And they didn't act they got, like a defending champion. No, not at all. They they got worked on both sides of the ball and special teams. The punter didn't even know oh. what 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 league he was in. He, he you know like he what is he a goalie for a premier soccer team? That guy was horrible, kicking the ball all over the place. Penalties left and right on those special team things. A field goal offsides that turned into a touchdown right away. I mean, they were awful. They weren't prepared. They came in late. They tried to stay at home. They came in late trying to because of the COVID uh, issues, and it affected them. And uh, obviously, there was some uh, coaching. Uh, what an assistant coach, son of Andy Reid, got into a car accident that involved a drunk driver. That you know, he was the that, drunk driver. He was okay. I that that's the part of the story they were were kind of glossing over during yeah, the telecast. He was, he, yeah, he was he was a drunk driver. <laughs> they kind of buried the lead there, huh? On 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 CBS, I guess after it came out that uh, so he was the one. Kids were involved. The whole I don't know was that an omen to having this complete blow up in the Super Bowl of a team like Patsy said could have could have put up a fifty burger no problem. Oh, they weren't prepared on any side of this ball. Like they just, they won that. They won the coin toss, and that was it. Yeah, they I remember. Were... I remember watching it, and when they stopped them at fourth and one, or for the fourth and goal, Tampa Bay from the one like, inch they... line. And I sat there. I was like, oh, my. like I sat there. I was like, oh, there, oh, there's the game. Like Kansas City's just gonna start rolling from 100%. here on out. Yeah, and they just never got their legs under. They never built that momentum. And that first play uh, was like a thirty yard pass for for uh Tyreek. And I sat there, I was like, okay, they're just gonna like do all this stuff. And I sat there, I was like, all right. I looked at Jen, I was like, oh, there's like Dave Jordan, like that there's the game. Like because they're like that's the opportunity just to keep building on that lead. And it just never came about. And I sat there and I was just like, what what Kansas City team is this? Like, you know or what and, Tampa Bay and, team was this? They were just all cylinders go, man. Well, here's the question, though: is it is this a reflection on Tampa Bay or is this a reflection on Kansas City? See, I I saw I saw a team make some dumb penalties. I also saw some very questionable penalties called. Oh, Brady threw an interception. Nope, flag. Uh, there was uh, holding on the other side of the field. Yeah, that's what it was. And like, it was there were some very like ticky tack calls like although like what jay said like the lining up in the neutral zone on that field goal that was that was dumb like they were literally curved like they weren't on a line you could see it was like a a crescent moon like uh who's that hardman 17 on the, on the top part then the kid that actually got called number 20 at the bottom like they were definitely lined up on like that was so yeah. dumb like there were a couple of like just stupid penalties that they made that like extended the drive for Tampa and allowed them to, to score touchdowns. But there were also a couple of, uh, yeah, every game, every Super Bowl, everyone's got those questionable calls. I mean, if you go back to the D Ford offsides, that is very infamous. In mm-hmm. New England. I mean, and that turned the game too. So that would have ended the game for Kansas city. Like they would have won. Correct. But. And that interception could have maybe created some momentum the other way, but also, there were still, I don't know, nine other penalties that were just oh, yeah. bonehead mm-hmm. and just unprepared. And like I said, just getting rolled on. I mean, if you're just getting pounded and you have no answers, you're holding. You're, you're, especially that, 
I don't know, half injured O line that KC had. I mean, whatever, whatever big play was going to happen, it was like, oh, there was going to be a hold because, uh, or every time Mahomes was in the, you know, trying to figure out getting his, you know, seeing where one of Kelsey's going to be or whoever, one of the receivers trying to get open, you knew a holding was coming because there was no way that, uh, that front four was getting to him all day long. I think that I heard today. I think he was pressured more times in any Super Bowl ever. Anytime KC played, like he's never and seen Bolts that pressure wasn't, in his life. And Bolts wasn't mixing up pressure. It was literally like rushing four. Like oh, it was like, and every once in a while he threw a blitz. Yeah, it was but like it the Giants like rushing Brady back in 2007, where I'm just like, what the f is going on here? And they just played everything underneath, and Brady was running for his life in that game. And here we go. Well, the one thing I, that we're going with the penalty, like I said, when you're getting towards that fourth, when I remember there was a holding play against Kansas City, and I remember Romo was like, well, is that holding? The guy had him like in a Around headlock the and neck. him to the ground. Yeah. And you're saying that's not a holding call? Then what the hell is a holding call then? Like, Some of the other ones were a little questionable. And that uh, that 15-yard uh, personal foul uh, against Matthew when him and, uh, him and Brady were going back and forth – you know, I thought they made a good point. It's like that could have gone either way, but you know, it's not going against Brady. No, no. And there well, was well, there was the another play. Call. There was you, a, you, you had the Winfield makeup call. I was I called that awake the, the yeah. makeup. You know, later in the but game. But that didn't matter. That was it, the <laughs> yeah, game was done at over. that point. Like, <laughs> who cares? Um, no, the other call that I thought was uh, egregious, and if this was anyone else on the other side of the field that wasn't Brady. Mahomes gets this call where he got sacked and the second guy that came in drove his elbow right into his face mask and clocked him in the head. Now was that Adonik and Sue or was that Devin White? Which one there was it happened twice actually where he I got forget hit late. which one, but he didn't get either one of those. He, like, no, Adonik and Sue hit him punched him in the helmet. Like yeah, at, at, as he was getting sacked, like Shaq Barrett was taking him down, and then yeah, he just that's, swung. Yeah, that's probably the one I'm talking because that's <laughs> and then what Devin Sue White does. literally drove his head into the ground, and I think he did get that penalty. I'm well, not sure. That was when he got sandwiched by the three guys, yes. and he got twisted all over the place. Yeah, oh yeah, that that, that was like I'm it. I'm trying to injure you, man. Like I'm I'm taking you out, and I was like, ooh, this is getting chippy. But <laughs> like when they hit him in the head, and like he gets up and he's like. Pointing to his head, yeah, like yeah, if that like, had been anyone that's not Brady on the other side of the field, they make that call. Like I don't understand why they don't. Like that's Mahomes. That's the future of your league. Sure, Brady's got another twenty, thirty years left, but how long is uh, is Mahomes gonna play? You're a guy that has a dirty track record. You you I was yeah I was waiting for the flag, and they kept showing the replay, and Romo was like, "Oh, did you see that? Like Adonik and Sue just tried to take a swipe at his like, helmet." Directly in front of the referee. Oh, it's clear like, as day. I think he was only concentrated on Shaq Barrett taking him down. I guess like he was not watching the end of the play at all. It's, so. it's unbelievable how, like, those are the types of plays. And you know, being a non-Patriots fan in New England, I've watched that a thousand times over the past twenty years. It's like, oh, that's you're still kind of... bitter from the uh, uh, the Raiders. snowball <laughs> at the tuck rule. That's, that was a fumble. That was a fumble. Even Tom Brady said it was a fumble. Yeah, Brady's <laughs> like, was it a fumble? Tee hee, I'll never tell. <laughs> uh, I mean, so 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 you're looking at this, and you know, they were saying, you know, Kansas City is still a young team. You know, 
it seems like they do bounce back from getting punched in the mouth, and this was very much a punch in the mouth to them. Um, and I think they're the odds-on favorites to win it next year, too, according to the Vegas early odds. I think they're at plus 550 um, as of last night. You know, you know, looking back on this, is this, you know, the whole season as as it is, um, with the Bucks being, you know, becoming champions at home, does that say something about the how the tea, the league was and how the season ended up as Tom Brady again hoisted the Lombardi at the end of it? You know, it just you know you were saying beforehand how it was just like it seemed like after that first Kansas City game, a lot of stuff went their way. Yeah, like you know the uh, the, uh, the the marker on uh, against uh, Atlanta when they were clearly this short for the first down, but the refs just gave them the first down anyways. Like they zoomed in on it, showed it on TV. The announcers made a comment about it and the refs are just like, Oh, well they're six inches short first down and Tampa won that game. Like it was really weird. Like that's the type of shit that, you know, you see with these, you know, with uh, the, the superstar favoritism calls, like, you know, you'll see that over and over, um, you know, in every sport, but, you know, I think that uh, Kansas City gets back next year, um, and I think a big thing is going to be they're they're going to start getting, um, it's going to be like a 50-50 split, I think we'll see next year, uh, similar to what Tampa Bay did, you know, gathering up all these, like, cast-offs and, and scumbags that, uh, you know, just behaved themselves off of one team just to go join Brady. Uh, although I do think Edelman might end up on that team next year. <laughs> um, but I think you'll see like a 50, 50 split between, you know, maybe some offensive players, maybe uh, heading, heading on down ring chasing with uh, Brady and Tampa. But I think you'll see some of those uh, Kansas city go after some of these defensive players uh, especially if J.J. Watt ends up out of Houston, which I think he could, uh, I think he's either going to go play with his brother in Pittsburgh or more likely end up in Kansas City. And if Kansas City can get, you know, a decent a decent uh, guy like him, who's still maybe not defensive player of the year worthy anymore, but still a very high-quality defensive player, that will elevate the play of all the guys around him. You know, maybe a couple guys ring chasing head down there. Richard Sherman is another one. You know? Yeah, no, yeah. Kansas City, I mean, like I said, their defense, like we said, just didn't show up. I think, I and I don't think their defense is awful. I think they're, you know, I think they were middle of the pack defense. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think there'll be a lot of people go into Kansas City. I actually, I actually can see J. I can see JJ Watt going for me going to San Diego. That's just my. No, my I, prediction. I, he's either going to go. Uh, honestly, I think he's if he doesn't go play with his brother in in Pittsburgh, he's going to go chase a ring in in uh, KC. Hmm. So, so uh, again, I'll, I'll take a quote from ESPN. Oh, actually, was like, is was this the most not Super Bowl feel to a game ever? Like, it didn't feel like the Super Bowl. Yeah, even the the commercials weren't great. Like there were no movie. Was, there were like okay. no. I know there was one, but there were really no movie trailers. Uh, that M no Night Shyamalan movie, I had no clue was coming out. I was waiting for more Godzilla versus Kong. I was waiting for more uh, 
Justice and League, there, Snyder Cut. There was a joke. There was a thing that Ghostbusters was rumored to drop. It was supposed to drop. Was rumored to drop a trailer. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm waiting um, for all these like these big films that are coming. Black Widow. There was nothing for Black Widow. Like, are you kidding me? But that Falcon Winter Soldier, which I was right. About. But that's not a movie. You know, that's. Hmm. I saw like four commercials for Queen Latifah as the Equalizer. Four? You only counted four? I'm almost positive if that was a drinking game. I would have been dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- CBS had to fill in all that time. With all the commercials they didn't sell. Uh, I mean, I am actually looking forward to Clarice. That actually looks mm, like a yeah. really good show. Um, but yeah, it just didn't feel like a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, it had Super Bowl everywhere, like the, the, the bunting and all that stuff. But like, I was like, okay. Like, I, like six o'clock, I was like, oh, it's six o'clock. I'll turn the game on. Like, here we go. Like, it wasn't anything. Because last year I was excited for the game. This year I was like, okay, like, it's the Super Bowl. Like, I don't really. Cool. Like yeah. there wasn't any like build up to it that much, or as big as build up. And it yeah. should have been considering the two quarterbacks that were featured in this game. Like this, this was this was like, uh, you know, Jordan Kobe or you know one of these types of games. You know, if they ever played for the championship, you know, like that would have been nuts. Um, you know, this was supposed to be viewed as a like passing of the torch. And uh, just as an aside, uh, somebody asked Jordan recently if he thought his Bulls could beat LeBron's Lakers, and he said yes. And like, well, what do you think the final score would be? He's like, oh, I think we'd win by two or three points. And he's like, the reporter says, what do you mean? Why would it be so close? And Jordan goes, well, most of us are in our 60s now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, was like, see, That's I, fantastic. I saw that meme. But other than you guys, I, I was all locked in. Uh, total Super Bowl, had all the food spread ready to go. I watched it by myself pretty much, uh, which I was totally okay with. So the COVID and all that never, you know, the pageantry of it never really subsided for me. Like, like Pat, Pat said, the matchup I was so into, like mm-hmm. get, getting, getting into the football. It was, it was great. And then I blink and it's three zero and you know, it's just like, all right, here we go. And then they come down, they march and score a touchdown and, I, so many punting i wasn't expecting all that it was it was a very interesting and and, and I, you think a lot of nerves but ton, the ball was getting slinged around a lot you know i mean it was on a ton of yards but uh i mean Mahomes dropped back almost 50 times i mean because they were playing behind but that's all they that's all they wanted to do or all they tried to do the, the run game was just non-existent when you have four and you're dropping back into a zone where are the screen passes where was any of that like what was these? So Bienemy is supposed to be this highly touted offensive coordinator that needs to get a pro job. Yet the guy, where, where was he? Was mm-hmm. he was he at this game? Where, where, was he still in Kansas City? Like it didn't make any sense. Like we were waiting for that high powered offense, that high octane offense. It just didn't show Tom up. Didn't, didn't get off the bus. Disrupted it. They just disrupted it, and that's how you like a lot of these well timed, you know teams and you could see it towards the end of the game is just you know kansas city was three and out or five or six plays and they were off the field you know i i reminisce reminisce a little bit about the patriots atlanta game kansas city's defense was so tired and exhausted by the end of that game you could just tell and you know when you have Tampa bay's having drives of eight nine minutes long and they're getting touchdowns and then the kansas city offense comes out and they're out there for four minutes for a punt your, your defense isn't going to get its legs back. Yeah, at what point was I texting you? Seven minutes to go in the game? I was oh, he's like, like, you should post it. Go post ahead and it. post it. It's Champ- they won. Ch- I'm like, no. Champa Bay. 
uh, it was mathematically impossible at that point. Nothing's mathematical. Oh yeah. They, don't forget. They scored three touchdowns in a minute 30 last year. I wasn't taking anything away from the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah. Like it's, you know, even though, you know, they, uh, you know, cause they put up that graphic, you know, like they were down 24, nothing to Houston and won that game by three touchdowns. Like, yeah. I, I love who was that Romo or Nance who said that I was like you're an idiot that happened Romo? in the first quarter like there's so much game to go of course they could come back I was like you're talking with seven minutes to go and they needed 22 points in the fourth yeah no, that happening. wasn't that wasn't <laughs> happening um you know it was almost like a, a Madden a Madden game where like you know you're playing like I, I play a lot of Madden 12 because that's that's the one I like on PlayStation 2 and um you know, you get to a certain point that's like, you know, it's 75 to three with like 40 seconds left. And like, oh, I don't think they have enough time to come back. It's like, <laughs> yo, you, you think now you think that's the case? Like, oh, they're trying to mount a comeback, but I don't know if they have enough time. So, yeah, I'm kicking off after, you know, getting my sixth safety. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's bonkers. So uh, quick response. Uh, Super Bowl 56 is in Atlanta, Atlanta in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Who is your early AFC and NFC pick? I'm going to go back with Kansas City because I think they're going to load up on defense. And I'm going to go with uh, a pick that I, I went with my gut as soon as I heard about this. The Matthew Stafford-led Rams representing uh, playing at home. <laughs> Again. All right. What about you, Jack? All right. I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. Ugh. I'm going to, I'm just going to throw in a wild card there. Why not? And I, uh, NFC side, Seattle. Okay. Okay. I have, uh, if Aaron Rodgers stays with Green Bay, Green Bay, that's my big caveat. I think if, I think, he if he's he stays in Green Bay, I think they're they're the best team to go from the NFC. If he doesn't go back and he gets traded, um, I, this 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 pains me, pains me to say. I think the Eagles would um are gonna make a. Yep. So you could. Hey, he said the Browns. So yeah, and I reacted the same way. <laughs> Uh, for the a AFC. touchdown away of Nick and KC on the first round. I mean, and Odell's coming back, and the O line is great, and the defense is is top five. So there's no problem with the Browns, except for so Baker. I have, yeah. So I have Philly going, and I have uh, those mighty mighty Buffalo Bills. Uh, they're just going to get better, and I think they're going to get over the hump and get to Los Angeles. So Philly, Philly, Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, my my prediction is that the AFC North is just going to be a shit division. I think the Steelers are going to go the other way. Ben's getting older. I just don't think they they're going to have it. Yeah. And the Ravens, I just don't. You saw, I I don't see anything changing from what they did this year. You know, I think that's they're a ten game win team, and I think the better one in that division is going to be Cleveland. Eh, entirely so, possible. So it was announced this week as well that um, Carson Wentz deal for Carson Wentz is going to be done this week. Philly came out and said he will be traded by the end of the end of this week. Where's he going? Who's going to like? Who, who they cares? were looking for a Matthew Stafford deal, and they're like, no one's no one's no one's going to give you that. 
Um, Chicago, uh, I think Chicago might be looking to try to make some sort of splash after seeing, like, well, we got Mitch Trubisky instead of, you know, Mahomes and Watson. We traded up to get Mitch Trubisky. So maybe they take a, a shot. Um, they have the extra, no, no, they're, they're down a couple of picks because they gave them to the Raiders for Khalil Mack. So if he was making less money, if he was making about half of what he is currently making, he'd already be a Patriot. But, uh, Oh no, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the New England. Yeah. I'm just waiting to see who's going to take Garoppolo's spot. Um, I can see San Francisco drafting a quarterback and just. Starting from because they have a high pick this year, so. and they don't owe him any money. Like now, well, if all they the, cut him there, yeah, he's gone. No cap hit or anything, no dead money. Um, I think everyone's gonna wait on Wentz. I don't, I, I don't know why that deal is gonna be so pushed to the forward here. Like, I think the Eagles are just trying to get. Yeah, the Eagles are saying it. that to to yeah, get, which means there there could be nobody wanting it. Like, like you said, it's it's this very expensive price for a guy, maybe a best indianapolis because yeah of the continuity there with frank yeah, yeah maybe but i bet you both you know indianapolis uh, you know the colts probably want to to weigh this thing out like i don't i don't know why everyone's like or, or why any other team would like be rushing to do this when there's so many other chips to fall like everyone should be probably focusing on watson and what really is going to happen out of houston Oh. Rather than Wentz. Uh, I, I don't think I, I think Nick and Jack Eckersby, whatever the fuck his name is, is going to make him fucking wriggle in the wind. I don't think they're going to move him for all the money in Fort Knox. I would I would like to see because there's been some rumors about this, and as much as I love Derek Carr, I'm fine with Derek Carr being traded for a couple of first round picks, and then those first round picks and Jonathan Abram, maybe something else, going to Houston for. Uh, Deshaun Watson I'd love to see you know number four Watson running around with that so offensive like four line. car that would yeah. be cool too man I, I, I would I'd love that I, that or San Francisco I don't know you know I, I feel like that would be an awesome landing spot for uh, Watson and then they take all their uh, draft picks and load up on uh, defense yeah all right well we have we have a little time left and I just wanted to do a quick little NHL minute with Patrick, because Jay doesn't watch any NHL, even though I told him to. So, uh, there's a a reason. There's a great reason for that. So, Patrick, what has been the season's going strong, other than a couple games that's been rescheduled due to COVID, which again, NHL is doing the best to do what Mm -hmm. they can. What has been one of the biggest surprises of the season so far? Uh, The Montreal Canadiens and uh, Tyler Toffoli, uh, the, the scoring pace that that dude has been on. Uh, he was never a big goal-scoring guy, point machine in uh, in some of those powerhouse Kings teams that he was on. But all of a sudden, he's come out like he's the the second coming of you know Maurice Richard here. Like I don't, I I don't get it. Like Montreal was like one of the worst teams last year. Like they just barely qualified for that play-in round, and now they're one of the better teams. Um, we talked about this on the sports show on Friday. Um, both Yahoo and ESPN had them ranked second in their power rankings. Uh, 
which is pretty impressive. You know, it's it's harder to do power rankings this year because you only play seven teams. Yeah. I still think – I mean, that Canadian division is awesome. It's so good. That is – It's. I, I was talking to my, my dad, and I was like, can we just keep those stand, those divisions, like, for the foreseeable future? Like, I'm okay with, like – you know, you know, play all the other teams, but you know, have the Canadians just because that means you're almost guaranteed a Canadian team in the final four, which I think the NHL wants. Yeah, um, it hasn't happened in a long for, time. Yeah, what was it? Calgary was the last one. I think so. Uh, so for me, I have to say, and this is hard. It's been the fucking Boston Bruins. Like they're the best team in a very strong East Division this year between mm-hmm. Flyers, Washington, the Islanders, Pittsburgh. The Capitals, like, you, said you know, and, and I'm making a joke because yeah. I don't count Buffalo or the Rangers. Yeah, Buffalo is garbage. But, like, you know, they you lose Chara, which was the weirdest thing to see him play against the Bruins in a Capitals uniform. You pull out two, three game, three down, three goals against the Capitals. You take one game, you lose the other in overtime, and then you do the fucking same thing against the Flyers. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's sitting there being like, Tuka Rass in a contract here. I don't trust Tuka as far as I can throw his ass. But, like, you're sitting there, like, the defense is holding, you know, Pashnock's back. He's on a freaking scoring pace. You know, it's sitting there being like, can someone, like, can you get the second line going? And then you're great. Like, give give Krejci a fucking right shot, like, right wing, and maybe we'll have three lines that can actually play the goddamn game. Well, I mean, DeBrusque is out. Stadnika's out. They got this. Grizz looks out. This random bleed guy like i have no i'm like who the hell is 81 like i had no clue who this guy was zipping around on the ice uh, i love trent frederick um but i i threw out some stats on uh friday's show so bergeron at the time was leading the team with six goals and nine assists marshan had uh six goals and eight assists that's in 10 games in three games <laughs> really two Pasternak had five goals and two assists because the first game he didn't do he didn't do much like he was still absolutely getting his legs underneath of him like he took a couple of shots and fell down you know yeah. it's like all right this guy is clearly rusty but then two goals in the next game three goals if it keeps up he is going to score uh, thousands of goals per game uh, by the end of the year and he will be the all-time I- leading scorer yeah, I just I'm sitting there watching these Bruins, and I'm like, they're a fun team to watch. I, I they're flawed as hell, but man, as they they're they're just when it comes down to the games, they're sitting there and being like, whatever, dude. Like, just they're they're powering through some of these teams and coming back. And see, these games are just they're just going to the the, the goal horn. Um, it but, reminds you know, me of of some of the teams that they've had, you know, between like eleven and and thirteen. Like, they were never out of it. Like no matter what, it's like oh they're da- you know we're down three, doesn't matter. Like we're down two in the with five minutes left in the third, doesn't matter. My biggest, my biggest, my biggest fear though right now is they're so weak on five on five though. They're they're not a great five on five team, and you saw that in Stanley Cup playoffs against the Blues two years ago. Like if they weren't on the power play, they weren't scoring. No. Or even on the power plant penalty kill, they weren't scoring. Um, and that's going to be my concern. But with Pasternak back, it, it, it kind of bumps some of those other players down to, to the roles they're good at. You're not having to brusque on that first line. You're not having 
some of these other players that aren't first liners, even though Bergeron and Marshawn raises the game of anybody else who's on that line. But like I said, if, if, if I wouldn't be surprised if they make some sort of move at the deadline. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the outdoor game against Philly at the end of the month. So. That would be cool. Yeah. See, you know, you, you touch on a really good thing because five on five, they're still terrible. Like they're great at the penalty kill. They're great on the power play. Like their special teams are excellent, but you know, they were so desperate for offense. I think it was like one of the first few games. I think it was the second game against uh, uh, New Jersey where like they just could not score and they were doing everything. You saw like four or five different guys playing on that wing with Marshan and Bergeron on subsequent shifts, like including Krejci. At one point, Krejci was out there and that's another thing that I've liked that they've been doing on the power play where they throw five forwards out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the pucks are going to get behind them, whatever, they're just trying to score to end the power play. Like they've got, yeah, it, it'll be Marshan, Bergeron, Pasternak, Krejci, and, you know, Coyle or DeBrusque. Richie, yeah, uh, even Trent Frederick, again, who I was impressed, dropped the gloves with Tom Wilson the other night, who uh, is a absolute bag of trash. But he's uh, very tough, and he's a highly skilled player. He uh, he stood toe to toe with them, like uh, you know. And uh, Frederick is fast becoming one of my uh, one of my favorite players. He was a guy that was drafted right with uh, DeBrusque. Yeah. So, all right. Well, first of all, our time is running out, mm-hmm. and we apologize that we're abruptly ending the show. Our free forty minutes of our Zoom meeting has concluded. <laughs> Uh, so with that, uh, check out uh, Patsy at the Loudest uh, Sports Show, as well as Throwdown Thursday on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Patrick, as always, thank you so much for coming yeah, thanks, on Pat. and being a guest. Oh, thanks uh, for having me. Hopefully, well, once we get another live episode coming on, we'll grab you back on. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay, stay good, and we will catch you guys next week. Thank you, guys. All right. Peace out. Bye. Peace out.